Chapter Ten of Notes on the Broads and Rivers of Norfolk and Suffolk by Harry Britton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Waxham to Pauling. Waking at seven in the morning, I determined to start at once in search of my knife. Jack, of course, had not to be asked twice whether he would accompany me. In fact, he was the first ready to start. Leaving George to get breakfast ready, and promising to be back by nine o'clock, we started, my friend taking one side of the road, and I the other. Our most careful search was not, however, rewarded with success, and when we at last very reluctantly turned our backs on the shore, I felt awfully disappointed. All this about such a comparatively simple loss may sound a little strained, perhaps, but I do hate the idea of losing anything given me by a friend. We had just crossed the Warren when we met George, who had been on a hunt for eggs, and had been successful in getting some of the finest I have ever seen out of a show our walk had given us capital appetites not that this was anything uncommon as this book is of course intended to be useful to excursionists on our waters i may as well say that in estimating the quantity of provisions necessary for a fortnight or a week's trip it would be as well to consult a friend who has done the broads as to what had better be taken i would suggest that although many excellent specialities are to be found in the way of tinned food too much of this should not be bought with an experienced skipper one can nearly always find up fresh meat which can be cooked on board in my own boat i have three methylated spirit stoves so that as many operations can be carried on at once i think by the way that if i were in the position of hiring a yacht i should insist on nothing but spirit being used for the stoves as it is far and away ahead of paraffin no matter how careful one is with the latter there is always some smell of the oil about at least that is my experience to return to the buttercup we decided after breakfast to take the dinghy beyond the bridge and up to pauling the dyke becomes very narrow above waxham so much so in fact that rowing in even so small a boat as my dinghy became nearly impossible george at last volunteered to go ashore and tow and by this means we got on at a very fair rate about a mile from our starting point our further progress was stopped by the identical floating bridge we had heard of the day before this i might explain can be hauled into a square place cut for the purpose on the east side of the dyke as it is however a very substantial structure we elected to haul the dinghy out and launch it again on the other side this accomplished 
we continued our trip jack taking the tow-line at length we reached the end of our journey finding further progress arrested by a little three-arch bridge as i have called them arches i must i suppose allow the word to stand but i ought perhaps to explain that they are so small that one can scarcely crawl through it happens i have a great weakness for exploring the intricacies of our system of waterways to their very sources if possible so in this case i suggested taking the dinghy out and making another start but on the suggestion of george we first made inquiries at a house a short distance away as to how much further we could get the small boy who answered the door was certainly the most stupid specimen of a country yokel i ever met on being interrogated as to whether it would be of any use trying to push our way upstream he didn't know further questions in the shape of inquiries where his father or mother was elicited the same reply and when we at last gave him up as a bad job we almost believed his limited vocabulary simply consisted of the two words mentioned i may inform the enthusiast in the matter of compulsory education that there is a pauling and waxham school board fortunately we were met just after leaving by a native who seemed as intelligent as the one we had left was the reverse from him we learned it would be quite useless our attempting to go any higher as progress is completely barred at a mill he pointed out about a couple of hundred yards up the cut never mind said jack i vote we walk to pauling and with this he started off talking and acting are always synonymous terms with my friend at all events such is the case when he is on pleasure bent there is little of special interest at pauling it is simply a fishing village of the ordinary pattern a lifeboat station unfortunately too much of a necessity on this part of the coast a little square sort of house where the coast guard is domiciled then a number of boats lying on the beach with the usual loungers who appear to be ever on the lookout for something which never comes all this with a few scattered houses here and there and the sand hills in the background will give a fair idea of the place at least as seen from the seashore after toiling through the sandy street which runs directly down to the beach we decided on walking along the shore to the ruins of eccles church about a mile and a half away the tide was quite out and the stroll on the sands which are perfectly clear of stones or shingle was delightful the enthusiastic devotees of lawn tennis who have within the last few years located themselves at nearly every watering place would i am sure 
consider this unsurpassable stretch of sand a tennysonian paradise certain it is a more suitable spot could not be found it proved so tempting to me that i bared my feet and paddled the whole way to eccles the ruins of the church of st mary which stand out so boldly on the shore offer a very striking illustration of the inroads of the sea at this point and one cannot fail to be struck with wonder at the lofty tower remaining intact for so many years yet there it remains a silent tribute to the thoroughness with which our forefathers built their temples from the sand hills at this point haysborough lighthouse can be plainly seen and in the exuberance of animal spirits which is the best testimony to the health-giving character of a holiday of this description i rushed to the summit ignoring the prickly marum grass which however played havoc with my bare feet as i found to my cost on returning to the shore that's what you get by playing said jack as i limped along and to show his superior sense he immediately commenced larking with george when about a mile from pauling we overtook a very saline-looking specimen of humanity who had regarded my movements on the hulk of a small lugger which was lying a wreck on the shore with much suspicion whether he thought i intended carrying off any of the scrap iron which was about the only movable thing left i cannot say but he appeared much relieved when we at last left the wrecked vessel he proved to be a member of the lifeboat crew and as we appeared interested in the inevitable yarn he was of course commenced to spin he gradually thawed and by the time we left him was voted a decent sort after all as it was now just two o'clock we decided on stopping to have something to eat pauling was all alive on this particular day and we wondered what the bustle could mean on making inquiries we found a large sale had been held at the adjoining village which attracted people from a distance the refreshment of the inner man complete we resumed our return to the cut on arrival at which we made a start in the dinghy at once as some very heavy-looking storm clouds were gathering and we feared being caught in a shower we were not however destined to escape as we had scarcely got half a mile on our journey when it commenced raining very heavily as we had provided ourselves with overcoats we did not much care but luckily it soon left off when we reached the floating bridge the same tactics of course had to be adopted much to the amusement of an old labourer who stood watching the operation did not take long to complete and when the boat was again launched our old friend broke the ice by remarking you seem to be quite used to that sort of thing as he appeared to be rather an original 
we stopped chatting with him some little time and heard a great deal about the drainage etc of the surrounding land and the benefit it had been to the district we were much amused too by the reports he had heard of the big yacht at waxham he wanted to know if it was one of them loins boots and when informed by john that the writer hereof was the owner he expressed the hope that he might see us again on some future occasion it is just possible the glass of beer with which he drank our very good health may have had something to do with his extra friendliness but this i must leave although i would especially impress on the intending tourist mind that a drink is never thrown away we hope to have been able to leave waxham and moor on horsey mere for the night but we had scarcely reached the yacht when it again commenced raining heavily this was rather disheartening as although a trip to these confined waters might be very nice by the way of novelty it was not altogether the place where one would care to spend a week after dinner as there seemed to be no chance of the weather clearing up we resigned ourselves to another quiet evening john with his books and i with my diary i tell you what it is skipper i could do a glass of fizz couldn't you said jack when i had nearly fallen asleep over my work the very thing my boy and almost before the words were out of my mouth george had bolted forward for a bottle clearly he had acquired a taste for the king of wines at acle a few days before discussion of the next day's movements over we turned in and slept as only they can sleep who spend their days in the full enjoyment of perfect health End of chapter ten